Welcome back to Sweet But Salty, the bliss point of podcasts. And welcome to episode number 140, which is a very special episode. As I said in my last, again, I have to say episode. (laughs) I keep saying it so often. But um, in my last episode, I talked about the fact that I've kind of lost my salt. And I want to talk about why in this one. But beforehand, I just want to say, I listened to myself and to what I recorded last time. And I have to say, it gives me a lot of positive feelings. And I really hope that you feel the same. Because I love making this. I love podcasting. And I love sharing what I create and what I record with the world. And I really hope that you can always take something away from what I say and apply it to yourself and to your own life and your own experiences and kind of feel stronger and more understood and like there's someone who really gets you. That's what I want to express with my podcast and I really hope that that comes through and gets to you wherever you are. Now, today I actually want to talk about a very serious topic. And as I've said, the reason I kind of feel like I've lost my salt, or maybe the reason why I think my personality has changed, why I'm always tired, and why I also think I talk more slowly than I used to. And the reason is basically that I had or have, not quite sure severe depression and anxiety and all of my symptoms are kind of under great control I feel super fine I feel like I've got my life together like I'm really on a roll right now but there is this subconscious lingering fear that all of my symptoms are just being suppressed by medication which I'm taking I used to be on three types of medication a very common antidepressant and two antipsychotic drugs or medications. I don't like the word drugs in that context. But yeah, after all, they are drugs and they change the makeup and way your nervous system functions. So I think it's fair to say drug, but um, I like medication better. So I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, so I used to take three of them and about two or three weeks ago I was able to finally get rid of one of them by slowly slowly tapering down the dosage over months and then decided to only take it every second day every third day and I was already at such a low dose and my body just told me that it was right to like let go and so it did and I feel fine And I really hope it'll stay that way. Now, how did I end up there? That's a great question some of you might ask. So let me rewind a little bit. When I was still a student studying two different courses at two different universities at the same time, plus working a part-time student job, I was kind of stressed. And on top of that, I had chronic health issues, mental and physical ones that kept me occupied for years prior. So I basically ignored all of the signs of my body for years and kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And 
I wouldn't say that uni was incredibly hard or anything, but being under constant pressure due to deadlines and exams and papers you have to hand in, so there was constantly something I had to do for it. And if you're a student, you also know that there is kind of no time off, to be really honest, because now that I work full-time, I kind of get to work my eight hours plus one hour of break in between. And then I go home and when I'm home, I really get to relax and wind down and do stuff I really like. But when you're a student, you have homework to do. You have stuff to prepare. You have projects that are due. And there's really no one telling you when to stop. So I just basically didn't stop for years and it went on and on and on. And in 2019, shortly before the pandemic hit, I was at a point when I had finished those two courses of study, I had kind of decided not to work anymore. I wanted to take half a year off before applying for jobs. And I wanted to travel. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to kind of just feel free and get to know myself. And I did but in a very different way from what I had expected. Because about one month after being done with everything, I had a complete mental breakdown that just basically destroyed me. Where it felt like it. It felt like the end of my world. Like everything was erupting and I was super scared and confused and couldn't sleep anymore. Things got worse and worse. I developed severe panic attacks a constant stream of thoughts, a lot of which were very irrational thoughts and fears that kept coming back and didn't let me sleep. So I couldn't be on my own. I couldn't deal with normal situations because everything felt strange to me. And I was so afraid. And because everything felt so strange and I saw some signs and weird meanings in everything. I was very insecure and I didn't know how to navigate life anymore. And that basically meant that I was unable to work and do anything. It went on for about four months and thankfully my parents supported me all the way through. So things got worse and worse. I got diagnosed with severe depression and an anxiety disorder. So things weren't looking very well. And I then went to a clinic where I stayed for about two months. That kind of helped calm me down along with the medication I was put on. Even though I suffered from severe weight gain and pain in my legs and feet. And um, I was sleepy all the time. I was incredibly tired. And everything just kind of felt strange still. But I was able to actually function and to participate in therapy. And that was the beginning of me getting better. So that was in 2020. COVID hit, things were getting a little bit tricky, but um, I was fine. And I was a lot better when I came out of the clinic. And that's kind of where my recovery process started. So I called all of this burnout in a previous episode. I don't really think it reflects the actual experience of going through anxiety and depression and 
being in that state for half a year, basically. I do not want to drag this out overly long because it's not about the details, so to say. It's more about the general experience of having mental health issues. And those things are usually not visible to the outside world. So when you're having a severe panic attack, which I did have, that is visible to the outside world. But um, other than that, of course, changed behavior is something that can be a hint to someone going through something like that. But we never really know what's going on in someone's life. And so I think it's really important to be kind to each other, to be understanding and to accept that we're all different and that different people have different experiences in their lives and different challenges. Yeah. So I also kind of want to touch on the fact that psychiatric medications are not the be-all end-all. In my experience, since I studied psychology and also have been taking those medications for three years now, mm, I would say they're more like crutches. So they are supports. They support you while you are getting better. They help you stabilize. They help you calm down or get more energy, a little bit at least. They come with side effects, sometimes severe side effects that really don't make things better. But I think they're there to be used very consciously, of course, under the best possible medical supervision that there is to allow us to find ourselves again and to support therapy. Because I think that when you are in such a situation, you can't think straight. And a lot of therapeutic means and ways of treating patients are of course based on conversation and if you're not thinking straight you can't really converse you can't really talk about what's going on and you can't really think properly so i think that medication has its place but what i'm noticing about myself is it has changed me to a certain degree it has made me kind of a little bit indifferent or I am bothered less by things that used to bother me. And it's not like I want to be bothered, but I want to feel something. And I think that sometimes I don't feel my emotions properly anymore. And usually our emotions are just important messengers and they always want to tell us something and they're able to communicate really deep things to us and if that is blocked if you don't have that connection to your emotional world anymore and i'm not saying i don't have it at all it's just changed then i think it's hard to really get to the root cause of what's going on because you always want to get to the root cause with literally every disease or every problem that you have you don't want to treat the symptoms, you want to treat the root cause. So I think I am now ready to go into therapy again. I used to be in therapy, then I went to the clinic also. So I have some experience with that. But I think personally, 
that I'm kind of ready to dive a little deeper into how to manage those symptoms without medication and how to fix the underlying root causes. So what I also want to say, which I'm just now realizing, is that I'm a very sensitive person. I'm hypersensitive, to be honest. And I used to think that's a bad thing, but now I think so differently about that. I think that being sensitive is a beautiful gift and feeling a lot of things, seeing a lot of things, thinking deeply, those are all gifts that are to be cherished. So if you feel like you're being too sensitive, then please try to look at it from a different perspective and try to be thankful and grateful for what you have because it's a beautiful gift and it allows you to connect to your intuition a lot more than it's possible for other people so everything has its pros and cons and I've learned that the things I didn't like about myself were actually my greatest strengths so I think that every hard experience teaches us something I saw a video today on Instagram and it's so true because in it the person said that everything in life is either a reason to feel joy or something we can learn from. So even the negative experiences teach us something and the positive ones are a reason to be really happy. So there's basically only a win-win situation in life and if we look at it that way, those hard moments and those moments that really make us feel like we're going to die or like there is no tomorrow anymore are there to teach us something. And it's oftentimes our body screaming at us that something isn't right or that we need to look into something we have been suppressing for a very long time. And I'm not suggesting you do the same as me, like don't numb things through medication for years or don't let things escalate to a level that you can't control yourself anymore because you've been overworked for such a long time. I'm just saying that let this be an example to you to really chill more, to approach life as a play, as a game, as a gift and not a burden or something that bothers you life is there to be lived and it's there to be enjoyed and it's a beautiful 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 gift and you only have this once you only exist once here now so make the best of it and that's something i try to remind myself often yeah so i don't think that the problems i have now as in being super tired or thinking that i feel a little bit less than i did are bad things at all it's just i would like to be able to function without medication anymore to increase my level of life enjoyment and that is our right it's our right to be happy and to feel great and it's a wonderful goal to strive towards yeah so this has become a quite long episode it's longer than my others but i had a lot to say and i really hope you could take away something from this and I hope it was something positive and uplifting because by all means, I just wanted to share my story to like show you that things are getting better a lot and that there is no shame involved in getting help and even taking medication because it's all just 
stepping stones to get you into remission and into a happy state of life and being. So yeah, I really hope you did enjoy this. And if you did, please make sure to rate my podcast wherever you are listening and subscribe if you haven't already. That would help me out a lot. And as always, I will catch you on Thursday. Stay tuned. Bye.